Monday, June 12, 2023. The heat is dangerous. Use sunblock lotion. Take frequent breaks. Wear light-fitted, light-colored clothing and drink tons of water. Look before you lock. Look to see that there's no one inside your car before you lock the car. Wearing light-colored and loose-fitting clothes. Remaining indoors during the hottest parts of the day, during the hottest hours of the day. Don't forget that if it's hot for you, then it's hot for your pets. If the pavement is too hot for your feet, it is also too hot for the paws. That comes from the Houston National Weather Service. We're basically out of time right now. But uh, for many people, however, this is a very exciting event. Very exciting event. Uh, I would like to hear from from the crowd. I'd like to know what the crowd uh, feels about this. And what does the crowd think? All those people in Dallas and everything that grew up with so many years. They have so many amazing memories that were happened in hot years. What do you think about all of this heat? <laughs> oh, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. As long as things are safe. Uh, Dallas, Texas, by the way, that's also another city. Temperatures going well into the low to mid hundreds. For South Texas, there is no end to the heat in sight. What an awesome crowd. What an awesome crowd. <laughs> For those people that are unfortunately not going to be able to in, enjoy the heat... For sensitivity to it, just take the necessary uh, safety precautions. Also, so the high pressure system over here, yesterday, we, the New Orleans, Louisiana National Weather Service tells us it's building to a height on the 500 MB level. Drum roll, please, for this one. It's building to a height of 591 decimeter. One of the most magnificent heat waves, which brought triple-digit heat to New Orleans, which, by the way, it was either New Orleans or Baton Rouge. It's only Baton Rouge. It's only happened six times since 1870. The temperature has only gone into the triple digits six times since 1870, and all six of those occurred during two separate heat waves, 1963 and 2011. The 2011 one occurred during a 594 decimeter height heat dome. This is 591. The Brownsville National Weather Service tells us it's 595. Holy cow! Perhaps that's an update or perhaps it's just the height over the Brownsville area, but this is something which is a, a very intense heat, very intense heat. Last year, the Memphis, Tennessee mentioned the 594 decimeter, which brought hundreds to the mid-Mississippi Valley, including St. Louis. We have in the Galveston, Texas area, it's clear that dew points are, go dew points are going into the low 80s, temperatures in the upper 80s, producing heat indices in the mid and up in the heat indices 
of 107 to 112, I believe. That's making it feel 20 degrees warmer than it actually is. So don't let the upper 80s fool you. The fact that temperatures are sub-90 for afternoon highs, the humidity is is skyrocketing in Galveston. Houston, Texas also has high humidity, but dew points in the mid-70s. Afternoon highs were around 100 degrees each and every day for the Houston, Texas area. Thursday onward, perhaps even a Thursday onward. Temperatures mid and upper 90s until then. This is absolutely, uh, you know, the heat is just expected to continue and there's no end to the heat. You are listening to the podcast, Weather with Enthusiasm. Sunday, June 18th. A heat dome of 594 decimeters sits over South Texas, shows the Washington Post on a map. This is bringing extraordinary heat indices across South Texas, East Texas, even parts of West Texas and also Southern Louisiana, other parts of Louisiana as well. And this heat will be expanding into Dallas, Texas for this week. Dallas, Texas may not get hit as hard as many of the other areas, but likely will surpass heat advisory criteria as we go through the week. Powerful storms continue to develop along the boundary of the heat dome and at times producing a direct a line of thunderstorms with gusty hurricane force winds that move approximately moves 400 miles or so across land. The National Weather Service over here tells us what a heat dome is. Heat dome occurs when the atmosphere traps hot ocean air like a lid or a cap. A team of scientists funded by the NOAA MAP program investigated what triggers heat domes and found the main cause was a strong change or gradient in ocean temperatures from west to east in the tropical Pacific Ocean during the preceding winter. The Royal Meteorological Society tells us, what is a heat dome? A heat dome is created when an area of high pressure stays over the same area for days or even weeks, trapping very warm air underneath, rather like a lid on a pot. At other latitudes, pressure systems usually move from west to east, but sometimes they can get blocked, often when the jet stream weakens and buckles. The jet stream is a core of strong winds high above the Earth's surface that helps to prevent and steer areas of low pressure around. The position and strength of the jet stream can lead to blocking situations, such as an omega block where high pressure ends up sandwiched between two low pressure systems, forming a shape like the Greek letter omega. The problem with a stubborn area of high pressure is that already warm or hot air trapped under the high will become hotter and hotter, creating a heat dome. Hot air will rise into the atmosphere, but high pressure acts as a lid and causes the air to subside or sink. As the air sinks, it warms by compression and the heat builds. The ground also warms, losing moisture and making it easier to heat even more. Until the pressure pattern changes, the high will continue to exacerbate the high conditions, bringing a risk of wildfires, drought, and heat health issues. Tuesday evening, June 13th, 2023. Nothing can beat this. You know, if you say six to eight inches of snow fell this time of the year, that would be like a joke, a total joke. What if you were to say six, a six to eight inch ice storm 
fell in Boulder, Colorado. Actually, this time around, what happened? Temperatures, it was warm. It was summer-like. And you have, there were more, okay, Boulder, Colorado got several inches of ice on the road due to dime-sized hail yesterday. But there were more significant accumulating hailstorms, reports the Washington Post, a couple days ago in Douglas County in Lemon. They had as much as six to eight inches of hail down there. Here is, for those people who want to actually hear more than just uh, these wild things, they want to actually have an understanding of what's going on. So this is actually what, we're going to explain it over here. You see, the freeze level yesterday was 13,000 feet. That's okay. That's very high up into the atmosphere. Generally, they say every 1,000 feet you go up, the temperatures drop about 5.6 degrees, I believe it is. So you're going 13,000 feet up. So I think it's every every 5,000. I have to look back on it. All right. But any, anyways, 13,000 feet is where the freezing level was. But the whole thing, that's 13,000 feet above sea level. The storms were 30,000 feet high. The, the, the storms were 30,000 feet tall or more. And remember that Denver is 5,000 feet up. So this hail had to travel 8,000 feet, but that's it, 8,000 feet and remain hail, remain ice all the way down to the ground. Temperatures, you know, usually in these thunderstorms, you have temperatures, they start off in the summertime in the 80s, you drop into the 70s maybe cooler but this is a place where whenever there's any type of instability the hail starts right away even in the summertime that's what it reports the washington post it's it says we are kind of a local maximum for hail explained harris h-i-r-i-s of boulders proneness to hail we get hail as soon as we start getting in instability in the spring it continues into the summer it peaks in that may june july period so the thunderstorms popped up at 1 or 2 p.m and hail. There was also very heavy rain that occurred. You have four to five inches of rain over a couple-day period. That's just the city received a record 4.02 inches of rain Monday, producing a two-day total of 5.49 inches, and that's for Boulder in Colorado. You know, the uh, near Cannon City, 35 miles to the southwest of Colorado Springs, hail exceeded the size of golf balls, reaching two inches in diameter. And one says the report says a vehicle is stranded in a foot of hail. That's what a report says. You know, this comes from the Washington Post. I'm, when it comes to hail, I think that nothing is better than the Washington Post. The articles are just great on hail. So I don't know. They, they tend to get... Uh, Somehow they get a hold of these cities with these enormous hailstorms that I don't get to read about in other places, but it's actually happening. You'll even see pictures of it. I mean, I don't know about the foot. I, I haven't seen a picture of the foot, but uh, but you know, it's so. This is just uh, you can't. E it's hard to even imagine that. It's hard to imagine a foot of ice on the ground in the summertime. It's we don't even we even a foot of snow. I mean. This is really unbelievable stuff, but this is due to a a very not June weather pattern, but we're going from one extreme to the other extreme, as we like to say. 
And I know the crowd is very happy, especially happy, because the next extreme that we're going to is head first into summer on the highest level you can imagine. Texas, which has had this cold pull of air with powerful jet streams as if it's March, as if it's nowhere near summer, it's all over with. We have a dome of heat that comes in. The Washington Post again reports that there's no end to the heat in sight. That must be referring to South Texas because Dallas, Texas, the National Weather Service over there is not willing to go past beginning week next week. There might be a cool down on the Red River that on Sunday, which is the borderline of Oklahoma and Texas due to thunderstorms. So it's not a real cool down. It's like a thunderstorm cool down. And then the heat continues into early next week. That's what the National Weather Service says. But apparently the Washington Post reports, and I think they get it from the National Weather Service, there's no end to the heat in sight. Probably that's referring to places south of Dallas. Uh, if you saw yesterday's screenshot, showed a temperature, a high of 112 degrees. That's not for Dallas. Dallas is about 10 degrees cooler than that. High temperatures in the low hundreds. You know, the heat starts in Dallas on Thursday, but temperatures already yesterday for Brownsville in the mid-90s. We reported earlier today that a lot of the initial solar insulation went towards evaporating whatever wetness there was in the soil, says the National Weather Service. Therefore, highs were only in the mid-90s, really lower to upper 90s. There were some spots in the upper 90s, but also, therefore, the computer models were giving you numbers as if there was no moisture in the soil. So according to those computer models, the solar insulation was going completely to heat up the temperatures. It would be on cracked grounds, so temperatures were much higher, but forecasters intervened, as they should, and they came out with accurate forecasts. But as time goes on, we're going to see that moisture, says the Brownsville National Weather Service, that moisture is going to evaporate from the soil, plus the dome of heat will be strengthening, plus the dome of heat is going to move right over that area. So think Things are really going to heat up. The cities which are not going to hit 100, that's because the energy is going towards high dew points instead of temperatures. So the heat index will be exactly the same no matter where you are. Pretty much exactly the same. 112, 107 to 112, perhaps some locations higher no matter where you are. The question is, will the temperature be 107 to 112 with little humidity or will the in Galveston, Texas, you'll have highs in the upper 80s, but the heat index also 107 to 112. It happens to be really cool how it works out like that, that if you, the, the amount of energy, if you want to know how much energy is in the atmosphere, heat index turns out to be a more accurate uh, expression of this, more accurate way to measure this than the temperature or the dew point alone. So, the, of course, the heat index wasn't made for that type of a measurement. It was made to tell you what it feels like to people when the winds are 5.6 miles an hour. But it turns out that the heat index could be used for that as well. And that's what we're going to see happening in Texas. Uh, Thursday is really when the, well, Friday. Thursday for Houston, but Friday really once you get into Dallas, you might have to wait till Friday. The next 16 minutes, we'll be speaking about heat safety. We're going to be speaking about heat safety right now. Instead of going with heat index, which only takes into consideration heat and humidity, we're going to be looking at wet bulb temperatures and we're going to be saying what to do based upon the wet bulb temperature. So here's how it goes. 
This is the guideline courtesy of the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. We have five categories. So the first category is when temperatures, wet bulb temperatures are under 80. There's nothing to say about that. Okay, cat, next category. When wet bulb temperatures are 80 to 85, 80 to 85 wet bulb temperatures is hot. Okay, we'll give some examples maybe later on. It says working or exercising in direct sunlight will stress your body after 45 minutes. Therefore, take at least 15 minutes of breaks each hour if working or exercising in direct sunlight when the wet bulb temperatures are 80 to 85. It says wet bulb globe temperatures are between 85 and 80. This is what you would want to do. It says working or exercising in direct sunlight will stress your body after 30 minutes. Take at least 30 minutes of breaks each hour if working or exercising in direct sunlight. So an hour is 60 minutes. So half the time you're going to be at break. That's what it's recommending to do. If you're in an area where the wet bulb temperature is between 88 and 90, so working or exercising in direct sunlight will stress your body after 20 minutes. Take at least 40 minutes of breaks each hour if working or exercising in direct sunlight. And the final category is something that you might find in the Persian Gulf. Working or exercising in direct sunlight will stress your body after 15 minutes. Take at least a 45-minute break each hour if working or exercising in direct sunlight. People who sweat a lot, that means they're used to relying upon evaporative cooling to cool off. So those people are going to notice that they feel a lot more uncomfortable in St. Louis than they, than they do in Phoenix. Okay, now let's go to where the heat wave is occurring. And we see these phenomenal wet bulb temperatures in the 80s. What we have here, we have these excessive heat warnings and heat advisories, which tell people ordinary people how to conduct themselves the question is what about athletes is there anything different for athletes and the answer is that there is when in regards to athletes we're going to go by wet bulb globe temperatures and you're going to see something fascinating here oh my gosh maybe you won't okay we, we have wet bulb temperatures as high as 94 right now when you go into San Antonio, upper 80s to low 90s, you go into southern Texas, it's all in the low to mid 90s. Dallas, it's 85. Baton Rouge, it's 90. So Chicago has a wet bulb temperature, according to this right now, of 75. St. Louis, 75. Phoenix, Arizona, 82. Dallas looks like it's 84. But parts of the area are at 86, Baton Rouge 90, and a lot of the Corpus Christi area to Brownsville, it's between 90 and 94. The question is, how do we conduct ourselves in that? So the threat level, so anything which is 90 or higher, so this is interesting. If it's less than 80, it says unlimited activity with primary cautions for new or unconditioned athletes or extreme exertion. Schedule mandatory rest or water breaks, five minute water or rest break every 30 minutes. So that's what to do, let's say if you're exercising in Chicago today or in Phoenix, uh, well, Phoenix is already at 82, so, or St. Louis right now, currently. Right now, you're jogging five minutes of water or rest break every 30 minutes, but unlimited activity, but primary cautions for newer unconditioned athletes or extreme exertion. Okay. Now, once you get into the 80 to 84, 
which right now Phoenix is at 82. So it says normal practice for athletes. Closely monitor new or unconditioned athletes and all athletes during extreme exertion. Schedule mandatory rest breaks, five minutes of water or rest break every 25 minutes. That's what you would do if you were in Phoenix, Arizona right now. And also if you're pretty anywhere in North Carolina, really. Right now, North Carolina, the, you know, ranges from 79 to 84. So pretty much if you're in North Carolina right now, that's what uh, would be happening. I see the two-hour forecast is pretty much stays the same. Four-hour forecast, and it goes up to 86. So we actually do have a spot in North Carolina that it will be hitting 86 today. Okay, so Dallas, Texas is right now might be 84, but it's headed into the upper 80s uh, for global uh, for the wet bulb temperature and some of the area is already at 86 so this would apply for Dallas new or unconditioned athletes should have reduced intensity practice and modifications in clothing that's if you're a new or an unconditioned athlete well-conditioned athletes should have more frequent rest breaks and hydration as well as cautious monitoring for symptoms of heat illness schedule frequent mandatory rest or water breaks five minutes for every 20 minutes so if you're in dallas today i'm going to assume that the peak wet bulb temperatures will be between 85 and 88 degrees or 85 to 87.9 and if that is true so if you're a well-conditioned athlete, so continue things as usual. Just have more frequent wet rest breaks and hydration as well. And the National Weather Service in Dallas tells us drink water even if you're not thirsty. As well as cautious monitoring for symptoms of heat illness. We'll discuss what heat illness is in a second. Schedule frequent mandatory rest water breaks. Five minutes for every 20 minutes. Have cold or ice immersion pool on site for practice. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's have a cold pool on site for practice. If you have 88 to 89 degrees, all athletes must be under constant observation and supervision. Remove pads and equipment. Schedule frequent mandatory rest water breaks five minutes every 15 minutes. Have cold or ice immersion pool on site for practice. Now, if it's 90 or higher, if the wet bulb temperature is 90 or higher, it says suspend practice. Must include mandatory breaks as directed by game day administration during contest. The following is a different heat safety measurement. It's a different chart. Both of them were put on the National Weather Service. Uh, the first one was from uh, the North Carolina, one of the schools in North Carolina, as stated previously, and this one might be more official. Uh, both of them, though, are on the National Weather Service website. We have one, two, three, four, five. we have six categories in each region. So Chicago is in region two. Minneapolis is in region one, and St. Louis is in region three, along with the rest of, along with Phoenix, uh, Brownsville, all the really hot cities are in region three. So for region three, that's what we're gonna focus on because that's where the heat is today. So any wet bulb temperature less than 78 is not even an issue at all. The, okay. 
or it says low threat. It's in the green. If the wet bulb temperature is between 78.3 to 82, which in Phoenix, Arizona, it's at 82 right now, so you have an elevated threat. It's in the yellow. If it's between 82 and 86, that's what it is in Dallas right now, you're at a moderate threat. It's in the orange. If you're at an 86 to 90, which is a lot of Texas, but a lot of Texas is even higher than 90, 86 to 90, you're in the red, and that's high threat. And then above 90, you're in the extreme threat. So a lot of Texas is in the above 90. So it looks like, I would imagine, any place which is 90 or higher, I guess activities would just be canceled, even for athletes. Until you get to 90, though, it seems like there is a way to do it. Five-minute water break every 15 minutes. It's one way to do it. Okay, these are the following tips that the National Weather Service tells us in regards to uh, staying safe in extreme heat. Number one, hydrate. It actually is the Roger Tevos. It's an acronym of heat, H-E-A-T. H stands for hydrate. Whether you feel thirsty or not, drink plenty of water to avoid becoming dehydrated, especially when you're working or exercising outside. Number two, educate, E. Educate yourself. Keep up with the latest temperature and heat index forecast and current readings. Take action to stay cool and safe when the temperature hits 85 degrees or the heat index hits 90 degrees. Know the warning signs of a heat illness and how you can stay cool. We'll speak about heat illness in a second. The next one is act. A. Act. Quick, act quickly when a heat illness is suspected. Seek medical attention immediately for any of these warning signs. Cramping. Rapid pulse, heavy sweating, hot red skin, dizziness, confusion, nausea, or vomiting. And T is take it easy. Anyone working or exercising outdoors should avoid overexertion, especially between the hours of 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Take hourly breaks in the shade or in air conditioning. And we spoke, however, that if you are an athlete, so you're actually exercising to be healthy, so there are, assuming the wet bulb temperature is under 90 and especially if the wet bulb temperature is, let's say, in the lower 80s, it's very, very hot, but there is a way to do it. Okay, here, heat-related illnesses. Know the signs of heat-related illnesses and ways to respond. If you are sick and need medical attention, contact your healthcare provider for advice and shelter in place if you can. If you are experiencing a medical emergency, call 911. Get more detailed information about heat-related illnesses from the CDC and the National Weather Service. Heat stroke. The signs. Extremely high body temperature above 103, taken orally. Red, hot, and dry skin with no sweat. Rapid, strong pulse. Dizziness, confusion, or unconsciousness. If you suspect heat stroke, call 911 or get the person to a hospital immediately. Cool down with whatever methods are available until medical help arrives. Do not give the person anything to drink. Heat cramps. The signs. Muscle pains or spasms in the stomach, arms, or legs. Heat exhaustion. The signs. Heavy sweating, paleness, muscle cramps, tiredness, weakness, faster weak pulse, dizziness, headache, fainting, nausea, and vomiting. If you have signs of heat cramps or heat, exhaust, heat exhaustion, go to a cooler location and cool down by removing excess clothing and taking sips of sports drinks or water. Call your healthcare provider if symptoms get worse or last more than one hour. If you go to the CDC, okay, the CDC has stuff on heat stroke, heat exhaustion, heat cramps, sunburn and heat rash and we're not going to read through the whole thing but you can look at it yourself go to the cdc website cdc.gov and uh, search for 
heat, natural disaster and severe weather, warning signs and symptoms. Heat-related illnesses are preventable. Learn the symptoms and what to do if you or a loved one shows signs of having a heat-related illness. Remember to always wear sunscreen. They say wear sunscreen of SPF 15 or higher 30 minutes prior to going out. Continue to reapply it according to the package directions. Look for sunscreens that say broad spectrum or UVA, UVB protection on their labels. These products work work best. Do not leave children in cars. Remind yourself that a child is in the car. Keep a stuffed animal in the car seat. When the child is buckled in, place the stuffed animal in the front with the driver. When leaving the car, check to be sure everyone is out of the car. Do not overlook any children who have fallen asleep in the car. Avoid hot and heavy meals. They add heat to your body. And stay hard hydrated. Don't wait until you're thirsty to drink. If your doctor limits the amount you drink or has you on water pills, ask how much you should drink while the weather is hot. Stay away from very sugary or alcoholic drinks. These actually cause you to lose more body fluid. Also, avoid very cold drinks because they can cause stomach cramps. That's interesting. Avoid very cold drinks. Replace salt and minerals. Heavy sweating removes salt and minerals from the body that need to be replaced. A sports drink can replace the salt and minerals you lose in sweat. If you are on a low-salt diet, have diabetes, high blood pressure, or other chronic conditions, talk with your doctor before drinking a sports beverage or taking salt tablets. And keep your pets hydrated. Provide plenty of fresh water for your pets and leave the water in a shady area. Okay, we'll go through these. Heat stroke. If you have a high body temperature, 103 or higher, hot, red, dry, or damp skin, fast, strong pulse, headache, dizziness, nausea, confusion, or losing consciousness, that's heat stroke, heat exhaustion, heavy sweating, cold, pale, and clammy skin, fast, weak pulse, nausea, or vomiting, muscle cramps, tiredness, or weakness, dizziness, headache, or fainting. That's heat exhaustion, heat cramps, heavy sweating during intense exercise, muscle pain or spasms. That's heat cramps, sunburn, painful red and warm skin or blisters on the skin. That's sunburn and a heat rash is red clusters of small blisters that look like pimples on the skin, usually on the neck, chest, groin or in elbow uh, creases. If you do have a heat rash, this is what it says to do. Stay in a cool, dry place. Keep the rash dry. Use powder like baby powder to soothe the rash. If you have sunburn, it says stay out of the sun until your sunburn heals. Put cool clothes on sunburned areas or take a cool bath. Put moisturizing lotion on sunburned areas and do not break blisters. If you have heat cramps, it says stop physical activity and move to a cool place. Drink water or a sports drink. Wait for cramps to go away before you do any more physical activity. And get medical help right away if cramps last longer than an hour, you're on a low-sodium diet, or you have heart problems. If you have heat exhaustion, move to a cool place. Loosen your clothing. Put cool, wet cloths on your body or take a cool bath. Sip water. Get medical help right away if you are throwing up. Your symptoms get worse. Your symptoms last longer than one hour. If you have heat stroke, call 911 right away. Heat stroke is a medical emergency. Move the person to a cooler place. Help lower the person's temperature with cool cloths or a cool bath. Do not give the person anything to drink. Do not give the person anything to drink. Wow, that's that's interesting. It is June 14th. A very magnificent weather map is developing this evening. 
something more magnificent than any other episode in this podcast mentioned. This is not a summer jet stream at all. The jet stream is very powerful. But let's focus right now on the next weather event, which is magnificent. It's a heat dome that's forecast to arrive. It already has arrived. But especially Friday night is really when it takes over cities like Dallas. And I mean, temperatures will be in the hundreds even before Friday night. Temperatures going into the hundreds next week. And this thing intensifies. The heat intensifies for Wednesday onward. The Rio Grande Village, the National Weather Service over there pointed out that actually the ridge, at least for them, will be flattening out. But temperatures will be going up anyways because a thermal ridge will be developing. So it's almost like it doesn't even matter at that point. Temperatures will be going up anyways. And then they said something which is like I can't even believe it. They said temperatures at the 850 MB level, 5,000 feet above the surface, 35 degrees Celsius. That's 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Now, you know, you go back to the Northwest Pacific heat wave. Temperatures above the surface, maybe in the, they were not 30 degrees, they were in the 20s, in the 20s, and 35, you know, 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Temperatures rise 3.5 degrees for every thousand feet you go up. That would push you at a 17.5 degrees by the time it hits the ground, a 17.5 degree rise from 95 degrees puts you at temperatures of 112.5. In reality, there are times, they say, especially this time of the year, there are places where you could expect a 24 degree rise. That's the max that I've ever seen, but I'm sure forecasters who have been doing this for many, many years probably have seen more. And there are times where we see significantly less, especially in the winter. It could only be 10 degrees, or sometimes it's even warmer up there than it is on the ground. But let's say you have a 24 degree rise, so then we're talking about temperatures going up to 119 degrees. And already today, we saw a heat index. Apparently, McAllen, Texas hit a heat index of 120, but it was going back and forth between 108 to 120. It's either that or it was the temperature. The National Weather Service in Brownsville wasn't clear, but I couldn't find any place which had a temperature of 120, so I assume it's the heat index. The humidity is just skyrocketing. What we have around, it's called the Ring of Fire. The Ring of Fire is when powerful storms develop continuous lightning it's lightning that's the fire which is around a heat dome and that's due to the intense energy both the temperatures and the dew points are forms of energy the humidity is also a form of energy in a certain way it's actually even more efficient form of energy and it produces these severe storms uh, and that's what's developing so when you have a heat dome with this type of intensity it's no wonder that we're getting such severe storms. But on top of that, apparently we also have a powerhouse jet stream. For, I, I have no idea why we have that. Even without that, though, we would have this, you know, the ring of fire. But here we have this jet stream and the Tallahassee, as we mentioned, the Tallahassee National Weather Service says that this is something which is unprecedented. Some of the numbers that we've mentioned in the past, yesterday really, from the Brownsville National Weather Service is that at the 500 MB heights, this high pressure was expected to reach 595 decimeters. 
The New Orleans, Louisiana mentioned a different number, 591. We mentioned last year Memphis, Tennessee had a 594 decimeter high, which produced temperatures in the hundreds over the weekend. Here's the big thing. Baton Rouge, Louisiana is forecasted to have an afternoon high right around 100 degrees and Baton Rouge has only reached 100 degrees six times since 1870. Now, you look at the European computer model, it shows a high of 99. You look at the GFS model, a high of 103, or 101 to 103. 103 might be later next week. But that's the windy.com. That's what they advertise. What's happening later next week, The uh, you know, these temperatures get hotter after Wednesday, it's, it's very intense stuff, very intense stuff. Chicago is just out of it. We'll have some summer heat here, but nothing, right now there's nothing in the forecast, nothing like this. So for those of us that love hot weather and are living up in Chicago, you're going to have to go down south and to participate in this intense stuff. You know, as much as the heat enthusiasts as much as people love it and there's the thrill just like skydiving is a thrill this is also a thrill to go out and play ball and especially those of us that were raised in summers of intense heat who grew up that way and they're actually the body responds in such a way that people you know people produce get you get the runners high even quicker when dealing with hot weather a lot of times a lot of times you don't even need to do the exercise but despite that, so the New Orleans, Louisiana National Weather Service uh, reminds us more so than any other National Weather Service because they asked this to be shared on all public platforms to remind people of at the end of the day, the heat is dangerous. So uh, uh, we can get carried away, but uh, people who are sensitive to it um, should take caution and m maybe do their activities in the evening. But uh you know, those of us that love the thrill, love the risk, grew up this way. I think that's the most important thing. If you grew up this way, what could you do? It's part of life. This is this is what it is. People look forward to this every year. And Rio Grande Village, Texas, is likely going to be the hottest city in this country for the next several days because nothing's doing in Death Valley, California. Uh, temperatures going up into the low 110s. You know, in the that's Big Bend National Park. That's where the temperatures, the National Weather Service over there, that's located in Midland, Texas, they said conditions for the next week will almost be unbearable. They didn't say unbearable, they said almost unbearable. That includes the Big Bend National Park, totally beautiful national park. If you ever watch videos about that national park, they only let a certain number of people in, and it's supposed to be one of the most magnificent national parks in the country. And here's something else. There's haze building in Brownsville, Texas from smoke. And that smoke is coming from wildfires in Mexico. So it seems like no matter where the winds come from, the winds are blowing in fires. Uh, and that's the story over there. And for those of us that have missed previous episodes, we have dew points going into the low 80s for Galveston, Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas. That's a new one, but people should know that by now. Corpus Christi, Texas is really on the same level as Galveston. In fact, I'm starting to think it's on a high, probably the highest level in the country in regards to humidity. 
I thought nothing could beat Galveston, but they're on the same level. Corpus Christi, that's another city where you get dew points of about 80 degrees. Another place we have excessive heat warnings and heat advisories. And the fact, believe it or not, is South Florida in Miami. And the strange thing about all this is that we have a low pressure system in northern Florida, somewhere around there, which uh, especially for which would be bringing a north flow into Louisiana. One would think it's going to get cooler, but it's not. So it's you really need expert forecasters over here to have the confidence to tell you that the heat will be there with high confidence, despite the fact it's on the backside of a low. It will still be very hot in Louisiana. The heat indices are, no matter whether there's humidity or no humidity, so if there's no humidity, the temperature itself, the sun becomes very efficient at heating things up, and the temperature goes up to 110. When there is humidity, the temperatures are in the 90s, and the heat index is 110. So the heat index, sometimes it's slightly lower than what the heat index is without the humidity because the temperatures get much hotter. I, you know, the, the National Weather Service actually is struggling to figure out the heat indices. So if they really were exactly the same, there wouldn't be a struggle. But it could be some of that moisture might be coming from soil moisture. And as the ground dries, it could be there no longer will be a struggle. The heat index in many locations, heat indices between 107 and 112 for the next several days. And the places which are not getting the humidity seem to be having forecast highs pretty much exactly the same, about 107 to 112, slightly hotter. Uh, I saw one place heat indices up to 118. And we mentioned today, it seems like McAllen, Texas reached at one point a heat index of 120 degrees if you look at the forecast discussion from the Brownsville National Weather Service. In the following segment, we focus on really the triple point, which developed a couple days before the segment that we just heard. There already was a heat dome in place as of June 12th, which was Monday, and we're that's what we're going to be focusing on. I think it's maybe five minutes long, and then we go on to the next segment. So we're going a little bit backwards in time. Uh, the f- previous segment was June 14th. This one's June 12th. Uh, but it, in terms of the comprehensive understanding of the synaptic setup, it sh- should not make a difference. It's Monday afternoon, June 12th. Today in Dallas, Texas, we have some very intense weather developing. And later on this week, we're going to have a very intense heat head into Texas, including Dallas. Temperatures are expected to go into the hundreds on Friday. The very intense high pressure ridge of 590 decimeters in the 500 MB layer of the atmosphere, which is about halfway halfway into the atmosphere so the height 590 is very high which is indicative of the air is expansive and that's something which occurs during heat waves you have 590 decimeter heights that occurs during heat waves and that's what's going to be hitting dallas texas friday night and that's going to be over there for Saturday and Sunday. The National Weather Service tells us that a brief cool down is possible along the Red River Sunday evening, but the heat will then return quickly for the early part of next week. They also tell us that temperatures will be in the hundreds even before the 590 decimeter 
uh, gets there Friday night. Temperatures are forecasted to go into the hundreds on Friday, but especially for on Saturday and Sunday as well, despite that cool down Sunday evening for areas by the Red River. Heat advisories will likely be needed for that area, but something which is a lot more serious will be happening this evening between 5 and 7 p.m. as the triple point develops in that area within the county warning area for Dallas, Texas, the triple point, which is where you have the dry line, you have the dry air collides with the moist air right next to, right by the pocket of cold air, which is the low pressure. That's where you get tornado activity is most intense in that region. If storms develop and if they reach heights of 700 MB, tornadoes, supercells right away up the rotating supercells will be the initial development of these storms that's what the national weather service tells us the storms will continue in many locations into the night although those storms are not expected to be severe Training, storm training is expected, especially along the Red River, bringing perhaps two to four inches of rain. There could be some storms which will remain below severe limits tomorrow morning, but another round of storms comes in tomorrow afternoon. And as usual, the intensity of those storms will be dependent upon how far south the cooler air makes it in tomorrow morning in those storms how far south the cooler air from tomorrow morning makes it from the outdraft. Now what is somewhat unique about today's possible tornadic activity is that these rotating supercells are expected to also be occurring even in the cooler air north of the front. We have a stalled front. This is in addition to the dry line. We have a stalled front over the Texas area and it's going to be moving back and forth. Generally, it will be south of Dallas will be along Dallas perhaps on Wednesday and then that front finally pushes north and we have the hot air on Thursday. It gets hot well into the 90s but there still is a chance for storms. By Friday temperatures get hotter. The confidence I think the confidence in those hundreds become higher for Saturday. So we have hundreds in the forecast for Friday but I believe higher confidence in the hundreds for Saturday. And Sunday, I think there's also high confidence on Sunday, despite the evening uh, cool down. So that's something that people in Dallas, I bet there's a lot of people there who look forward to this. This is people who were born there. This was their childhood, summer experiences of hot weather. So it's finally here where temperatures going into the hundreds down south. I don't think we've had that yet. I don't think we've had that. I think we've had cooler air down south and the hot air has been up in the north and we finally will be seeing things which look a little bit more normal for the end part of this week. But the situation until then is actually not a normal weather pattern for June. The jet stream is much stronger than what the norm would be and that's likely contributing to the severe weather chances. And even if there are no tornadoes, which there may not be, but large hail to baseball size is also a possibility in that area. June 13th. In the following segment, we start off with hearing the definition of, of a heat advisory. This was the definition that was written in the Brownsville National Weather Service. 
uh, the Dallas National Weather Service and almost all of their cities have a different criteria for heat advisory. Their criteria is 105 or higher for Dallas and many other cities. And Brownsville National Weather Service tells us a different criteria. A heat advisory for the Brownsville area, the criteria for that is quite high with heat indices of 111 degrees or higher for two consecutive hours. That's the criteria to issue a heat advisory. The Brownsville, Texas National Weather Service does something very interesting. They advocate for themselves. They advocate why we need actual forecasters in this day and age, and we can't just rely upon computer models. And I'm going to read to you from the National Weather Service Brownsville forecast discussion issued today, 2.54 a.m. Central Daylight Time, Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. It says like this. It says, we're going to start by looking back on Monday, not for the purpose of Monday morning quarterbacking, but rather to enter into the official record what occurred and what did not occur. Forecast highs were as follows. BRO, which stands for Brownsville, 94 degrees. The rest of the abbreviations, I'm just going to say the abbreviation. PIL hit 93 degrees. HRL hit 97 degrees. MFE 98 degrees. And TXW 97, EBG 98, APY 103, HBV 100, and BKS 102. The observed highs were as follows. Brownsville 95. So the forecast was 94. The high was 95. Next station. Forecast was 93. The high was 94. Next station. Forecast 97. High 95. Next station, the forecast 98, the high was 98. Next station, the forecast was 97, the high was 99. And the next station, the forecast high was 98, the actual high was 98. The next station forecast 103, the high was 103. And for the next station, the forecast high was 100, the high was 101. The next station forecast high 102, the high was 102. The forecast highs were the result of starting with NBM guidance, the National Blend Model Guidance, and adjusting downwards based upon the previous few days of observations. So when compared with the actual observed high temperatures, forecaster intervention shows value. So Baruch Hashem, uh, thank God we still still need the human being this day and age. We're not holding on the level of artificial intelligence uh, being able to outdo the human being yet. Um, and hopefully, uh, I, I would think hopefully we never will because we need a people to actually be doing the job. And now here's the question though. The question is why were computer models forecasting temperatures to be five degrees or even more hotter than what these forecast highs were? In some cases, perhaps even 10 degrees. I have to look at what the actual uh, numbers were from the computer models. So the National Weather Service of Brownsville, Texas answers that question. And what they say, uh, let me uh, get it over here. Um, the uh, um, it says the so it says the bottom line it's hot and with the position of the above mentioned 500 MB ridge possibly shifting more north and west over time the heat will be maintained if not increased combined with steadily drying soils and no significant precipitation likely with the ridge hanging around the likelihood of a widespread heat advisory and possibly excessive heat warning will increase with time that's actually not what I meant to read 
What I meant to read is uh, this paragraph. Finally, why has there been a disconnect between NBM's scorching high temperatures and actual observed values over the past several days? One reason could be the position of the 500 MB ridge, which is progged, it's forecasted by model guidance to remain centered over northeast Mexico through at least the next 48 hours. Past exceptional heat events were the result of a mid-level high centered more over the Four Corners area of the United States. Another reason could be soil moisture. On March 28th, the U.S. drought monitor indicated extreme drought within Zapata County, Jim Hogg County, Brooks County, most of Kennedy County, and the western portion of Starr County, with the remainder of the BRO, CWFA, the Hidalgo, Willisee, and Cameron counties, generally in severe drought. As of June 6th, no drought exists anywhere within the BRO, CWFA counties, the likely result of multiple mesoscale convective systems producing scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms, many strong to severe. A portion of the solar insolation is possibly being diverted for the evaporation of this abundant soil moisture instead of being used 100% for heating the air column, which would occur if soils were parched, such as in a drought situation. How long the soil moisture will be a factor remains to be seen in the coming days, especially since the 1.41 p.m. Central Daylight Time Monday temperatures and precipitation summary for Deep South Texas lists 0.38 inches of evaporation occurred in Brownsville, 0.36 inches occurred for Falcon Dam, 0.27 inches for McCook, 0.40 inches for Rio Grande City, and 0.15 inches for West, uh, Westlaco. So these are the amount of soil moisture which was evaporated uh, as of 1.41 p.m., uh, I guess just for yesterday. I'm not sure how long of a time period that covers. So uh, we're going to see increase in heating over the next several days. This is a major heat wave. The New Orleans, Louisiana National Weather Service has asked that anyone who is able to advertise to the public should please say the following. This is what they say. Whether or not Baton Rouge cracks 100 or not is not the focus here, but attendant impacts in regards to excessive heat indices is the big story. We'll see heat indices reaching at and eventually surpassing heat advisory criteria either Wednesday or Thursday, which will continue into the weekend and even beyond into early next week. Heat indices in the mid to upper hundreds to even beyond 110 will be possible, especially this weekend, and distressed that this will be a distinct impact to those outdoors for long periods of time. Good morning, it is Wednesday, June 14th. There's something called the Ring of Fire. The Ring of Fire is basically a ring of lightning that goes around heat domes and just continuous thunderstorms that, you know, those things are what causes forest fires, by the way. Uh, and that's actually what caused the forest fires this time around in Canada, in Nova Scotia. Uh, I read that yesterday. It was caused by lightning. Those thunderstorms will be continuous. They will be severe, affecting areas from Kansas through Arkansas into Alabama. And I assume Mississippi as well, because how can you get to Alabama without going through Mississippi? We see uh, yesterday we saw lots of severe weather outbreak, lots of severe weather reports across the southeast, including Georgia and perhaps even parts of northern Florida. And we also had, for Dallas, Texas, it was the third consecutive day of large hail. 
hail of softball size has been reported in Dallas. We also are going to have wind advisory criteria on Sunday for cities where temperatures are well into the hundreds. People who are familiar with the wind effects on heat, wind actually makes it feel hotter when temperatures are higher than 95 degrees. So as the Brownsville National Weather Service tells us, it's going to feel like a furnace blast on Sunday, extremely hot temperatures, very high dew points already today in the low 80s, dew points in the low 80s. The Brownsville National Weather Service tells us that heat indices will be up to 120 degrees this afternoon, which is something that has already occurred in previous days this week. Some of these cities have chances for thunderstorms, but not Brownsville. Brownsville, completely dry for the rest of the week. Tomorrow, as temperatures go into the upper 90s for Baton Rouge, Louisiana, possibly 100 degrees in a city which has only reached 100 degrees six times since 1870. Chances are highs will remain at about 99 with heat indices in the 110s. That's from Shabbos through Monday. And then the heat relaxes a little bit, especially by Wednesday, with highs in the low 90s by Wednesday. St. Louis, Missouri gets in on the 90 action by Tuesday onward for next week, but it's still nothing, no heat wave for them, really. We're going to take a look right now at, I see there's a 97-degree reading, uh, and it's pretty close to the coast as well. And this is in Texas. It's not that close, but let's see where that is. Uh, this is a station. It's called Eagle Lake Airport. The temp- Wow. The temperature is 96 degrees here. And the dew point 79 degrees. This was taken at 12.15 p.m. 12.15 on the dot. 12.15 p.m. Temperature 96. Dew point 79. The heat index, you know, it's, it's very high. Very high, probably 106, between 114, 116. Monday's high 99. The 500 MB ridge over northern Mexico will continue to build over deep south Texas through the period. Strong, this is through Saturday. Strong subsidence over the area will continue to provide hot and dry weather through Saturday. Moderate to breezy south to southeast winds will develop later this morning into the afternoon as Gulf high pressure interacts with thermally induced low pressure inland. Current temperature early this morning are in the low to mid 80s. Heat indices are in the upper 80s to low 90s as of 3.44 in the morning. This is a trend that has gone on for the past few nights and may not change for the next several days or more, increasing the threat for heat-related deaths or illnesses for those exposed to for those exposed or without air conditioning through this stretch. An excessive heat warning is in effect today for all but the Bayside Coastal County zones in Zapata and Stark counties, which will retain heat advisories for now. The Brownsville National Weather Service tells us that an enhanced pressure gradient will create breezy to windy conditions, making it even worse, which will make the outdoors feel like a blast furnace. The intensity of the winds may be enough Sunday into Sunday evening to require a wind advisory, mainly for the eastern inland portions of the Brownsville area of Cameron, Willis, and Kennedy counties. Additionally, the lack of showers and thunderstorms combined with the intense heat, limited cloud cover, and breezy to windy conditions will rapidly kill and desiccate any fuels that may have grown or spread during the April and May rains. 
Although fire weather watches and red flag warnings do not appear to be needed, rangeland fire danger statements are a possibility, especially if winds at the 20-foot level meet criteria. Friday afternoon, June 16th, 2023. This episode discusses the heat, which is taking place in Texas. We also discuss some phenomenal conditions that happened today, Friday, June 16th, in Texas, with the high humidity and the high heat. And we discuss the heat ridge placement for next week. Towards the end, there's something, it's so interesting, it's almost humorous. I mean, I find it humorous that I read from the National Weather Service of Dallas. It kind of just popped up on me. So uh, that's at the end. So there is some really big, uh, it's a big shocker, a huge shocker at the end, which is indirectly connected to the heat. So uh, if you're bored of the heat, you could always skip to the very end, but you're not going to be bored of the heat. It's, even this is it's going beyond even the expectations. It's, from what I see from most cities. So uh, anyways, you'll also hear a forecast for Dallas towards the end from the National Weather Service. Enjoy. We have something that is so rare right now that's occurring in Texas. And I doubt there are many people who are aware of this. And even if they are, I doubt they're aware that this is rare probably not aware of how rare this is. This is something that, generally speaking, could only occur either on the Persian Gulf or on the Midwest Corn Belt when tropical air masses go over the Midwest Corn Belt. The best example of this was back in the heat wave of 1995. Here in the United States, there's two different types of heat that occur pretty much. You have the hot and humid weather, the humid heat where temperatures soar into the 90s and the heat indices go into the hundreds. And then you have the desert heat where temperatures go into the hundreds or during heat waves, temperatures go into the hundred and teens, such as in Phoenix, but you have drier, you don't really have the heat index. The heat index is also in the hundred and teens. And you have some extreme cases where temperatures can get warmer and you have also some extreme humidity cases in Galveston, Texas, which was what was forecasted to happen today. But the temperatures are held back in the upper 80s. That's when the dew points go into the low 80s. 80 degree dew points is something which occurs on the Persian Gulf or perhaps a city like Galveston or in extreme cases in Iowa or on the Midwest Corn Belt, when tropical air masses go over the Midwest Corn Belt, you can get that as well. So in Texas today, it was well known that a heat wave would be developing. In fact, many places have been receiving excessive heat for quite a while. It doesn't look like temperatures were quite as hot in Dallas as of yet as what was forecasted, but the heat is coming to Dallas. So you have cities right now where the temperatures are in the low 100 teens, but there's not much humidity. You have places where there is some humidity and do, temperatures are either in from like the mid 90s to low hundreds, something like that. You have actually one city which has decent humidity with a temperature of 107 degrees. Heat index is 112. And you have the places on the coast where the temperatures are like in the low 90s pretty much and dew points in the mid and upper 70s. So you also have heat indices in the hundreds. But you have the a third or the fourth possibility, a true rarity where you have pretty much triple digit heat with 80 degree dew points or more. Now, 
I haven't exactly found 100 degrees, but there's been a couple of upper 90s and dew points in the low 80s. That's something extremely phenomenal, and I really don't think it was forecasted to happen. It's happening pretty much in the Corpus Christi metropolitan area. I think if we had to associate this area with a big city, it would be Corpus Christi. I see currently the National Weather Service has included heat indices of 116 to 124 degrees as part of the excessive heat warning. I don't know if it was always there, but maybe it was always there. So the Corpus Christi area would probably be the hot spot right now, probably even yesterday as well. We have an area where the temperature hit 99 degrees, dew point 81 degrees, the heat index 123 degrees. We have a city with a heat index right now of 123 degrees. Earlier this afternoon, right now it's a little bit lower. The temperature was 99 degrees. The dew point was 81 degrees. And this is Kingsville Naval Air Station. It's located 27 degrees north latitude. It's just unbelievably hot. It's pretty close to Corpus Christi. It's the city Kingsville. There's a few weather stations there. This is Friday afternoon, June 16th, 2023. And this was recorded, the 99 degree temperature with a dew point of 81 was recorded a couple times today. The most recent one was about two, around 2.42 p.m. Central Daylight Time this afternoon. That would have been the most recent occurrence. Currently, we're down to 96 degrees. It's still a brutally hot uh, heat index, probably a little bit under 120, somewhere around there right now. But it was the heat index wasn't 123 degrees. It's totally phenomenal stuff. Uh, and this is in Kingsville. We have a few other weather stations here we have a dew point of 80. This is in Clergbury County. The, the high temperature in this city with high humidity, Monday was 102, Tuesday 103, Wednesday 96, Thursday 105, and today it's already hit 100 degrees. When it was 100, the dew point, so the, the dew point was 73, then the dew point rose to 78. Now we're holding at a dew point of 80 degrees, and this city is hot. Okay, so when it was 105, the dew point dropped into the upper 60s. But this is a very, very hot city. We have, a, again, the temperature is 98, the dew point's 80. This is Klebberg County, and the, it's not the hottest city. The hottest right now is in Kingsville, where the temperature is 99, dew point 81, heat index 123. In regards to temperature, we have, uh, I think it's Zapata, Texas, which is 109. We have a place that's 107 with a heat index of 112, but I think the 123, that's going to be the highest heat index in the nation. Uh, We can go to the Houston area. The Gal, uh, let's see, we have, you know, a lot of these coastal uh, locations. I see a 98 degree reading up here with a dew point of 75. That's in North Houston Regional Airport. And what did we in Baton Rouge? We want to 
see over there, I don't think we have temperatures nearly as hot in Louisiana. But, you know, we have we have a place over here. Baton Rouge Metropolitan Airport has hit 97 today so far. The dew point's 72. So it hasn't been super hot there yet. It hasn't been super... It's it's almost super hot, but you know, relatively speaking. What makes us so unique is really the, uh, the combination of triple-digit heat with 80-degree dew points. I don't know if we've had that exactly yet, but that's what is making this so unique over here. See, we have ten, we have. I just found a place that was 110, but the dew points were much lower. We have this city here, 111 degrees. It's LaSalle Airport. It's 111, and the dew point 61 degrees. They've been up extremely hot for the past several days, and that's probably going to end up being the hottest place here. Here we have a hundred, another hundred and a hundred and nine degree reading, um, but the the dew points are very low. It's one hundred four with a dew point of sixty nine. That's Hog County Airport. It hit one hundred five there. Yeah, it doesn't really look like the heat has hit Dallas yet. One of the biggest cities in the United States is Dallas, Texas. Uh, they are on the northern edge of the heat for today, and therefore they run that risk of being on the ring of fire, which is continuous lightning thunderstorm development that happens at the edge of the heat dome. And indeed, the National Weather Service and the Hazardous Weather Outlook does tell us that isolated to scattered thunderstorms are possible this evening across central Texas, and some storms could become severe with large hail and damaging winds being the primary threats. When you go on to tomorrow through Thursday, additional storms are possible late Saturday afternoon and evening, and some storms could be severe again with large hail and damaging winds being the main threats. Oppressive heat and humidity will continue into early next week, signifying the continued threat for heat-related illnesses if precautions are not taken. Make sure to drink plenty of water, wear light-colored clothing, and take frequent breaks if working outside. In regards to the heat, we're just going to tell you something that the National Weather Service says in regards to heat safety, actually. Remember these heat safety precautions. Drink plenty of water even if you are not thirsty. Take breaks within shade or air conditioning. Wear light, loose clothing. Know the signs of heat illness. And to always look in your back seat for children or pets before leaving and locking your car. The Dallas National Weather Service tells us that Monday and Tuesday is probably going to be the most oppressive days for Dallas for next week with heat indices possibly up to 115 over there. They end off with a paragraph saying one interesting forecast note is that over Monday and Tuesday, a mid-level shortwave low will break off from the main New England trough and move down towards the deep south on the eastern periphery of the ridge. While this will not do much to north and central Texas through most of the week, there is something of slight interest in how it will affect the region over late week. Once the disturbance moves into the western deep south, it will help to shift the ridge axis more to the west. 
allowing for slightly lower temperatures and dew points Thursday and Friday. This will ultimately keep max heat indices at 105 or below for both days. However, continue to practice heat safety through this time. North and central Texas will be on the more unfavorable side of the disturbance for rain chances, so expect any late week precipitation to stay to our east. It's a very interesting scenario, actually. We'll just uh, read you the beginning over here. The mid-level ridge currently centered over RGV and Mexico will continue to build up through the central plains and the Midwest over the course of the early week. Herein lies the main concern and focus of this long-term forecast discussion as the miserably humid conditions will continue through most of the week. Additionally, rain chances should come to an end through most of the week as the ridge stays in place. Afternoon temperatures will generally climb into the low to mid-90s up to the 100 to 102 range each afternoon. When coupled with dew points persistently in the 60s and 70s, this will allow heat indices to soar well above ambient temperatures. Expect the feels-like temperatures to range in the mid-90s to past 105. Monday and Tuesday seem to be the hottest days concerning ambient high temperatures and heat indices. Temperatures in the low 90s to near 104, and heat indices in the upper 90s to around 110 to 115 degrees both days. With this, okay, so they're telling you the temperatures throughout the whole day, not just the afternoon. We see a large range. Uh, So the peak temperatures between 100 and 102, those are going to be the highs, especially Monday and Tuesday, with the heat indices between 110 and 115. And then you have this strange thing happening with this thing breaking it's just it's like you can't even you can't make this stuff up right if something's breaking off from the trough in new england moving east eventually affecting uh well at least bringing some rain chances to the east of dallas pushing this ridge to the west so that's what's going to be happening at the end at the end of the week i don't know it's not something i'm used to hearing so uh, but in any case uh, you know the temperatures are still forecasted to be hot at the end of the week just below heat advisory criteria thank you for listening i wish everyone a great chavez and have a wonderful week stay safe sunday june 18th it is so hot right now in Texas. It's just hard to believe the heat indices that are being shown on the weather map in Kingsville, especially Kingsville, Texas. I just want to verify Kingsville, Texas. Temperature right now 101 degrees with a dew point of 80. So we've officially, certainly, no question, have made it into the triple digit heat combined with an 80 degree dew point. We have a heat index of 123 degrees. The National Weather Service says heat indices will remain around 125 for this afternoon. And tomorrow, the heat index is expected to go up to 129 degrees. The wet bulb temperature currently is 93 degrees. 
a just a that you know the a 95 degree wet bulb temperature becomes unbearable unbearable 93 degrees is you know once the wet bulb temperature is at 90 degrees or higher they say strenuous exercise this is taking a very lenient approach strenuous exercise in, in direct sun is possible up to you know up to 15 minutes you know most people would say just stay indoors but that's true but uh, you know, when you have wet bulb temperatures of 90 degrees or higher with the most lenient approach, you could go up to 15 minutes, provided it's followed by a 45-minute break, says the whatever is being broadcast on the National Weather Service with frequent water. You can't really play a sport so much in that type of a heat. However, in Dallas, Texas, people who are into hot weather might be able to play a sport because the... It looks like the wet bulb temperatures are a little bit lower. We have wet bulb temperatures down, I believe they're only in the upper 80s. It's super, super hot. But you could probably get by with just a five-minute break every 20 minutes. We will be speaking about on Sunday, one of the episodes for Sunday that speaks about heat safety. We also had a, fin- a heat burst. Those things are totally inspirational. The Washington Post reports that a heat, a heat burst Central Texas, a heat burst. Temperatures in Georgetown, a city in Central Texas, Friday night, went up to 100 degrees in the middle of the night. At midnight, the temperature was 82 degrees, but it hit 99 just over an hour later, and the humidity plummeted at the same time. How did this happen? A dying thunderstorm abruptly collapsed causing a plume of air to rush down towards the ground. As air subsides towards the surface, it warms. That plume of air evidently began to dry out at the same time, which made it denser than the surrounding air, causing it to accelerate toward the surface even more quickly. That delivered a very hot, bone-dry wind that caused temperatures to skyrocket. That is something I just read from the Washington Post. I wanted to add a little bit more of an explanation with my own words to say something more. Uh, uh, explain this better, something the Washington Post did not bring this up, but both dew point and temperature are a form of energy. When, if you can eliminate the dew point and convert the high dew points into temperature, if you take the energy in the air from dew points and take away the humidity and instead put it into temperature, the temperature will go zooming up. And that's exactly what happened here. This is called a heat burst. There is more than that. The Washington Post just explained more of the scientific reason of how this happens. Although I wonder if uh, we could look back at all the other heat bursts, if we also saw drastic drop in dew point temperatures, uh, a lot of times you'll see temperatures rise as dew points drop and vice versa. So this is something which is very, very intense. Uh, today is the first time that I've noticed tr- actual triple, triple digit heat with dew points in the 80s. And that's to me what makes this so extreme. We are having some cities seeing an all time high. We have uh, Laredo, Texas, perhaps reaching a possible all time high of 115 degrees. At least that would tie the record. And we have other places as well which are borderline all time high or record breaking temperatures. But these are what really sticks out with to those familiar well at least with uh, humidity and heat in general 
I have not been paying attention to Corpus Christi over the years. I'm paying attention to Galveston, and Galveston does not get weather like this. Maybe Corpus Christi does, but in general, we say it's the Persian Gulf and, at times, the Midwest Corn Belt that you can get triple-digit heat combined with 80-degree dew points. But here we have it happening today in Kingsville, Texas. This is the third day in a row, although yesterday and the day before, it wasn't exactly triple-digit heat combined with 80-degree dew points. We saw temperatures in the upper 90s when dew points hit 80, but today we actually do see a dew point of 80 with triple-digit heat. And can you believe it? The National Weather Service is forecasting heat indices to be higher for tomorrow. Let's just add on one more thing over here. We have another heat dome developing way up north, which will be affecting the Great Lakes area later this week. It's going to be a stationary area. Very strange. Once again, northeast winds over a large part of the country, up north, including St. Louis, Missouri, including Chicago, Illinois, finally will be bringing summer heat into the area. Consistent highs in the mid-80s. Just beautiful, beautiful summer weather daily, every day. Mid-80s from this week, from the time this heat dome gets set up. St. Louis, Missouri, upper 80s. This heat dome is nothing dangerous. This is just summer heat and it's impressive that it's coming in from the north the downside to that well the upside is the humidity will be a little bit will be lower than usual it's not going to really be for st louisans it's not going to be the typical heat and humidity for the most part more or less will but not like the real typical stuff that we would feel in july but the real downside is going to be that smoke from the Canadian wildfires will be blowing in to our country once again. I wish everyone a healthy week. Stay safe. The following is in regards to Monday, June 19th. Dallas is getting dew points. There are times, there are certain apps, so there are certain weather stations that are reporting at times dew points in Dallas hitting 80 degrees. This has been going on actually for a few days already. Dew points of 80. Uh, just in regards to temperatures, the temperatures, from what I see, they didn't get super hot until today, and it is it was extremely hot. Another very hot day expected for tomorrow. I, it's a very interesting situation here in Dallas. First of all, this is the first time that I've seen this, but the National Weather Service says a heat burst w might be developing late this evening, around now probably, but it's rare to see a heat burst in the forecast. They're not necessarily forecasting it, but there are thunderstorms that will be falling apart, so conditions are it is possible to get a heat burst. We've seen a heat burst already in Texas earlier, which we spoke about previous episode Friday night. Heat uh, temperatures went from 82 degrees to 99 in the middle of the night. So Dallas is capable of doing that. Dallas, Texas National Weather Service says we're going to continue with the excessive heat for tomorrow. Things get slightly cooler after that, but then uh, they say the ridge will build back strong by the weekend with temperatures going back into the hundreds. National Weather Service says this heat is dangerous. Precautions should be taken. Drink plenty of water. Avoid extended time outdoors. I know the signs of heat illness, of heat related illness. Tuesday night, June 20th, 2023. As mentioned in the past, it is inspirational to watch the heat spread up north. 
in areas which the direct sun is not nearly as strong as down south, but the days are just so long, the temperatures are going into the upper 90s for many cities in Canada. We also have forecast highs. I mean, get ready for this. If I had a drum roll, we would be doing a drum roll. I don't see a drum roll over here, but temperatures going into the low 90s for the Arctic Circle this upcoming Thursday in Russia, temperature high 91 degrees, more than just a couple of cities. Now, meanwhile, while that's an inspiration, a tremendous inspiration, if we head down south into Texas, it's the heat bursts are tremendous inspirations. It's an inspirational event. As thunderstorms fall apart, temperatures rise 15, 20 degrees in the middle of the night. We definitely saw that Friday night. Temperatures went from 82 to 99 degrees. But really what we have to speak about, we'll go over uh, some, you know, when you go down to Kingsville, Texas, Today, they reached a new Darga, a new level, as the heat index reached 128 degrees. The temperature in the afternoon was 107 degrees, 2.78, producing a heat index of 128. The most dangerous category of heat from the National Weather Service is the red category that starts at 126 degrees. They made it into that category this is super dangerous stuff. I didn't get a chance to check up on Dallas. The heat is expected to calm down a little bit for the next couple of days, but then strengthen itself again. The ridge is expected to strengthen for the weekend. Thursday evening, June 22nd, we're just going to sum up some of the heat records that took place earlier this week and late last week due to the heat wave that was in Texas. The main phenomenal part of this event was the 80 degree dew points. In fact, Dallas, Texas, their all time high dew point is 80 degrees. That was tied this week. Some of this information comes from the Washington Post. This is really just confirming a lot of the things that we saw and spoke about on the podcast from looking at the current conditions from the windy.com reporting from the official weather stations. We have here it says that the heat index reached 125, but we know the heat index actually went up to 128 degrees in Kingsville, Texas. San and San Angelo or Angelo A N G E L O set an all-time record high Tuesday with a temperature of 114 degrees beating the previous mark by 3 degrees. Del Rio Del Rio to the west also set an all-time high reaching 113 degrees. That came after Laredo reached 115 degrees on Monday. That tied its highest temperature on record in Houston the temperature reached 100 degrees on Monday for the first time this year, which is a month earlier than the average first 100 degree day. Over the northern cities of Monclova and Chilhua, C-H-I-H-U-A, H-U-A, set all-time record highs of 115 and 107 degrees, respectively, on Tuesday. This comes again from the Washington Post. 
this heat wave will diminish a little bit now, but it's going to come back perhaps even stronger over this weekend and next week. The National Weather Service says the core of the heat may focus more over southern and western Texas late this week, which is as we speak, before expanding again next week into the following week. Temperatures reached near or beyond 100 degrees Tuesday everywhere except the far northeast corner of the state where highs mostly topped out in the mid to upper 90s. This was June 20th. The temperatures in the central and southern portions of the state went as high as 105 to 115 degrees. We actually saw from AccuWeather there were spots that hit 116 degrees, but either way this is 15 to 20 degrees above normal. Now, to me, the biggest chiddush here is the fact that the records were only in the hundred and teens, which, and we're dealing with Texas, whereas in the Midwest, every single state has seen temperatures higher than this. Every single state it, at least has seen 115 degrees. So it's just crazy that it has never been this hot before in Texas and some of these cities. The other thing phenomenal, as we mentioned, was the extremely high dew points, especially around Galveston and Kingsville and Dallas, Texas as well, recorded 80-degree dew points. The, the other thing was the very high dew points combined with triple-digit heat. That is the main thing. This brings this heat wave to an end. You've been listening to the podcast, Weather with Enthusiasm. Special guest on our show. Uh, what is your name? Swazel. Temperatures going into the low hundreds for the next three days. Holy cow! The Blackberry winter that comes up every year here in the Midwest on May 11th. Several additional feet of snow is expected by Monday morning. <gasps> This was in the forecast from a week ago, and the National Weather Service is finally acknowledging it today. Conditions are favorable for the development of an El Nino. We're going from one extreme to the next extreme. Despite the fact that it's 113 during the day and 46 at night, you could still do a little dance. <laughs> Recorded temperatures during heat bursts have reached well above 104 degrees. Oh my gosh. Google weather with enthusiasm and they're all going to come up. Meteorologist Simcolette, weather with enthusiasm is his podcast.